0: Hey folks. In this interview, I'm sitting down with my friend, Mr. Yevgeny Chibotarov. He is the chief growth officer at a little company called Skyloom. This is Twitter. Hey, welcome back to This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today I'm sitting down with my buddy, Mr. Yevgeny Chabarov. He is, uh, like I said in the quick tease there, he's the chief uh, revenue, no, no, I want to say revenue officer, the chief growth officer, which I would assume has something to do with revenue at Skyloom, and he's the story about this interview is interesting because Evgeny and I connected again, and we, I've known Evgeny for years and years, but we were chatting back and forth on LinkedIn, uh, and he suggested that he come on the podcast, and uh, and we should do shots. Or did I suggest it, Evgeny? Who who suggested the shots, the vodka shots on, uh, on LinkedIn? That yeah, was me. That was you, right? <laughs> All right, so... We gotta stay true to our word, right? So uh, you have your you have your shot your uh, your bottle ready.
1: I do. All right, and I have mine here. Let's see where, if I get that on camera. There, it's been uh, uh, tasted a little bit, so it's open, but it's uh, all real stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll have to pour these together. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You got some in there. All right. Here's <laughs> mine. I'm gonna pour it in there on camera. This
1: is a this is a twip first, by the way. It's yeah. Fun. So you're doing shots and I'm doing like a long drink kind of thing, you know?
0: Well, because you're, you're, you know, probably ha- you're younger than I am for one.
1: <laughs> I don't have shot glasses. That's my
0: answer. <laughs> there you go. I have shot glasses, but I I poured a, a, a healthy little, you know, amount of shot there. Are right, you ready? Oh, well, you got your ice in there and everything. Cheers. All right. All right, this will be an interesting interview now for sure. That's not going to be the last one. <laughs> no, that's not going to be the last one. That's smooth. I, I've never done a shot with Kettle One before. That's not bad. All right. Now we have an interview. What are you drinking there? What is that? What's the name
1: of that? It's the leech. Now. I'm actually not a big, uh, not a, not the biggest fan, um, but it's been around for a while. Like It's sitting in my closet in, in the drawers. Uh, so I just, you know, and it looks kind of decent. It looks very Russian. It I does guess. look
0: Russian. Yeah, Kettle One does not look Russian to me. Does this, yeah. does this look Russian? Like, wait, hold on. Does that look Russian to you? No, it does not. No, that looks like from, like, somewhere in the south or something here. For sure, yeah. Well, um, cool. All right, well, we did that. So that that's the first but not the last shot that we'll do during this interview. Hopefully, maybe we'll do one more towards the end. Um... But let's get, let's kick this thing off before I lose all my brain cells. So, so, so what, what does what does chief growth officer
1: mean exactly at a company like Skylum? Uh, Well, chip growth officer is kind of like a loaded term. Uh, It's fairly recently created uh, in the industry itself, so maybe around 10 years old, maybe less. And at Skylon, what what, what I'm doing is um, a lot of things responsible for uh, outsized growth opportunities and what i mean by this this might be partnerships with different companies uh those might be different activities we do with uh, ambassadors or affiliates uh it might be different things uh related to uh par- like uh, not only partnerships but integrations with different companies mm-hmm. uh, we, we did one that like the latest one we've done a few months ago was with Spunk. Uh, We have a partnership global partnership with Fujifilm so things like this sometimes it's related to business opportunities Sometimes it's related to more specific Kind of like day-to-day opportunities Mm -hmm. such as working with affiliates working with ambassadors working with uh, creators uh, like you and a few other uh, Kind of like pathways Uh, It sometimes can be used uh, you can use a term like a hitman for hire so to say nice. so yeah. whenever there is uh, uh and my russian accent would be like uh, more prominent the more i drink <laughs> I we'll see about that we'll see as, as you slide into it i love it uh, just kind of like something anything that uh can give us the edge in the market uh that would be uh, probably on me to get started to get uh, that rolling and um, uh, back in the first days when I started as uh, Chief Growth Officer, we started by re-starting uh, basically our ambassador program and went from having uh, like one active ambassador to having more than 80 ambassadors. Nice. Uh, so now it's like spans uh, five continents, I think, uh, at least five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and has photographers of all styles, of different uh, nation- like all the different nationalities and stuff like that. So that's an important aspect because we wanted to make sure that we are communicating with community, that we're getting feedback from those people, uh, and that we can react faster to uh, trends and changes in the industry as well.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of that, trends and changes in the industry. It is March twenty third, twenty twenty, as we record this, um, which means, as most people know. Uh, uh, we're in the middle of this whole global pandemic with COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. Um, the the companies that seem most affected by this—I know every company is affected by it—but the most affected are ones in the service industry that that rely on person-to-person contact. You know, i.e., airlines and you know anything where where people gather. A number of conferences have been, or all of them, have been canceled, etc. cetera. How does that, as the the chief growth officer for Skyloom? Are you seeing any impact either positively or negatively from you know the whole COVID thing and people being forced to stay home, et cetera?
1: Right, well, speaking of very topical things uh, that's very actual to me is uh, well, there's lack of toilet paper. <laughs> yes. I've been trying to hunt uh, a roll or two of toilet paper for the last nine days. Oh jeez. <laughs> wow! Seriously? Oh my goodness! Oh. Yeah, there's something going on with uh, Canadians and uh toilet paper.
0: And you're uh, in Canada right now. You're what? Yeah. What, what, town, what city are you in Canada? In Toronto. In oh, Toronto. Toronto.
1: Okay uh but in in all of seriousness uh it, it definitely affects all the retail businesses uh it, it's currently a lot of them are closed uh we are seeing that people are just like not going out as actively to take photos uh, they're of course not traveling around uh the world you know they cannot get on the uh, on the flights and probably not not too many people want to do this now yeah uh, it also means that uh, businesses that had, let's say, like, shaky foundations, um, such as traditional camera sales that been uh, slowing down or, like, been basically dropping in sales for the last few years are actually, um, like, I don't know who, who would go and buy a camera. I think we will see in the next few months how it affects the uh, retail business for, um, uh, for camera sales, for example. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's, it's serious and it changes a lot uh, how uh, we interact with the world. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, on the positive side, of course, we see a lot more uh, telecommunication tools. Anything that c- helps us uh, connect with each other, uh, like Zoom, and you know, p- people been uh, seeing uh, more active, uh, like Slack communication or WhatsApp or like any kind of messenger, right? Uh, it, it really, or like entertainment. So mm-hmm. that, that's an important to notice, and that's important to see uh, that it's possible that when the outbreak, when the pandemic will be over. Uh, we had a lot of pandemics like this is not the first one. Mm-hmm. It's probably it won't be the last. Yeah, yeah it's probably like uh, uh, I finished a couple of books on pandemics and uh, we had like 50 or 60 in the last hundred years, so uh, It's just you know, it will pass mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully hopefully that's <laughs> yeah. the last recording that we have exactly. uh, But it also means that the world emerges completely different uh, because it's uh, the uh, biggest global Uh, cooperation that happened in in a while Um, and so uh, I think you know how we do and how we react right now uh, as businesses or as individuals like do we put our skills do we try to level up uh, what we do do we try to learn something new Uh, or do we just uh, become uh, you know like passive and um, uh, you know like sad yeah. uh, it's it 's kind of like up to us, so, so I think it's important to stay uh, curious and stay positive and try to see kind of like what are the what are the business or what are the world uh, needs uh, as of today and what it might need next month or next year
0: yeah and you know and not to make this whole conversation about corona or or pandemics, but the the silver lining, I think, or one of the silver linings in this is it is forcing... From my perspective, at least, it's forcing the world to uh, to embrace these things that I think in many ways should have been embraced before, like a lot of this distance learning stuff, you know, in in telecommuting, working from home. If you don't absolutely need to be in the office, you know, things like that, even things like, um, you know, I ordered some new eyeglasses and normally you have to go pick them up. I get an email saying, hey, you know what? You don't have to come pick those glasses up now. We're going to ship them directly to you. And in my head, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the way it should have been. So yeah. I think in a lot of ways we're going to see this sort of change the way or or push forward the things that should have been in place already. You know, of course, tons of negatives and all the the tragedies notwithstanding, but the silver lining in all this, I think it's it's forcing our hand to, towards more digital, which is going to open up other business opportunities. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah, and those are very nice uh, eyeglasses. You like these? Yeah, hey, Oakley, Oakley. See that right there? Oakley. Oh, <laughs> oh. You just ordered them online on Oakleys. No, no,
0: I ordered them. I uh, actually went into the store. There's a in California here. There's this this you know HMO chain called Kaiser Permanente, and they have their their optical uh, outlets. So I went in there, did the eye test, and picked these glasses. You know these these glasses are the best glasses I've ever owned. Like literally, like they fit me. I feel like they fit the way that I look and think. So. Yeah, I'm happy. I like them. Oakley. So if you want them, go check them out. Look at that. And <laughs> these are these are those uh those uh what do you call it? The photo grade ones that get dark when you go outside. Nice. And they're bifocals. So, you know, they're clear up here and there's prescription down below. So.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm an old guy. So. So let let's talk about education. Uh, so <clears throat> At Skyloom, you know, and I, you know, having talked with do we have to do another one? Okay, here we go. Just a little, you know, keep the conversation going, you know. Social, we got social distancing, this is social <laughs> lubricant right here. <laughs> all right, I'm doing a little, just a little, right there. This is
1: how Soviet spies used to get all the secrets.
0: Yeah, I know, here we go, cheers. 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 Clink. All right. Okay, oh. so speaking of education... Um, on the Skyloom side, and I know you know the full transparency I'm chatting with you guys about working with you and helping out with some educational type uh, projects But from your perspective as a chief growth officer, what does that look like like the the current state of the the union? At Skyloom with regard to the educational research and where you'd like to go in terms yep. of education What's that picture look like
1: the state of the union is getting stronger? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go Growth, right? Growth. Never been better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so education is super critical, I think. Uh, what I mean by that is you're right that most people should have embraced distant learning a long time ago. Uh, it should have been a thing where uh, lynda.com or all the other, you know, Creative life, there's so many different tools that people can use. Uh, there's so many resources that's been put out there in the last like five or seven years uh, that uh, will probably see a massive surge in usage. And I think it's currently doing them justice because for many, uh, I, I think the feeling was like, you know, Harvard would put all their lectures online and people wouldn't watch them yeah and i'm like how is it possible when like one of the best universities in the world giving away its lectures for free and you're too lazy to you know just put it on youtube and watch it this is crazy yeah uh but that's that's that that was the reality so i think now that every learning available is going to be Uh, distance learning. I think people will have a better appreciation that there is a good quality and a great quality in in terms of learning, in terms of um, instructors, in terms of, um, you know, how it's uh, positioned, how the, uh, you know, basically how it's all put together. And uh, everyone, like companies that started a while ago will probably have an edge there. So that's, uh, I think that's pretty obvious uh, conclusion to that. Um, yeah so kind of like we we at skylo we do want to invest in education uh we are working on a project to try to uh you know uh, put it online in the next couple of weeks Mm -hmm. Uh, so probably by early uh, april it's currently in the works. We started early with uh, small things. There is a coffee break on our Facebook channel, for example, yeah. where you can participate and learn new things, uh, ask questions. We're editing photos online uh, and live with the audience, so audience can participate like as we go. Cool. I think that's uh, making it more accessible, making it fun, making it like a home ex- like a experience with a friend. You know, like somebody helping you out. Uh, that's that's the idea with this. And there's a lot of other different uh, segments and tools that we want to implement so that it helps photographers, uh, well, first of all, not feel alone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh uh, and I'm speaking for myself, like I'm stuck in an apartment by myself. Yeah, soli- uh, got-
0: solitary confinement there in Toronto, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and so for many people who are in the similar situ- situations, uh, for people who might need an extra boost of motivation, uh, community, uh, I think we're able to provide that. I think people that are part of uh, Skylum Network are very creative. Uh, they love using some AI tools that we have, like I've met Sky is already in giraffes to photos. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you know those are you have to be pretty pretty creative to do that you know to be okay with and not be like a snob who is like oh no you can never do this guy replacement kind of stuff yeah um so yeah more open-minded and i think we can uh, create some fun content for them um engage them in this and um, just see how it goes you know just uh, have fun while doing this if it helps the business great if it uh, if it's not you know we'll see we'll see how long it's gonna last i mean as as you as you mentioned, growth officer also means in in part uh, at least in part revenue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some money in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so one has to follow the other. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. You know, if we do it fun, if we make it fun first, then the rest will follow.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you say you you mentioned the the sort of sky replacement and the the addition of giraffes and, and hot air balloons and stuff like that, and having that ability to do that seamlessly, and you know some. And I, I specifically asked Renee Robin. Um, you may know Renee Robin. She's a, a high-end retoucher, and she, you know, knows her way around a pixel or two. And she joined the last, the uh, last Friday's Twip member mixer. We do this mixer. Uh, on Zoom every Friday at 6pm where people can come in and just hang out and, you know, talk about photography. She joined and I asked her specifically what she thought about Luminar and the sky replacement AI features in there from Mm -hmm. a professional retoucher standpoint. And I got an answer that I didn't think I'd get. I thought she would say, you know what? Only people that are that don't know what the heck they're doing are gonna to use tools that do it all for them. Real retouchers will, you know, use clipping paths and all this stuff to do their retouching. And she said the opposite. She said she will embrace whatever makes her job easier and looking at Luminar and what it's doing with the sky replacement. That looks. It looks like she. That would save hours of work on what she would normally do. You know, to replace the sky. So she embraces those technologies. And I think once, once people get to that level and they start understanding that it's not necessarily cheating to let the computer do what it's designed to do you know and that is help you execute your vision then you know it's just you know you you remove resistance in the path from where you are to realizing your vision so that so congratulations on that by the way
1: yeah i remember in the early days of uh uh you, you know of like car racing stuff like this when when uh, when racers had to get on the field and get in the cars very early days, like early 20th century, they had this thing when they have to put like a a, a thing in front of the um, motor and then like crank it manually to start it. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody want to do that in Uber or Lyft that they're getting. Be like, hey, uh, well, we stopped for a second. Now we have to crank it over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's technology, right? Yeah, technology moves on. And so, uh, AI Sky replacement will, make it easier or already making it easier for many people Uh, i think the 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 problem is is that some people might use it to achieve over-the-top results and the old industry or the uh, people who are used to uh, like old school kind of like manual process might think it's an overkill yeah Um, but then you look at the um, even at the negatives from uh, Cartier-Bresson or you know a whole bunch of other photographers, they did so much editing. Like they, they it's not even them who were doing it, it's their print masters who were doing all this editing for them, uh, changing skies and making like all these uh, drastic adjustments, um, and and so. How is that different, right? It's just easier for more people. It's just before it would be hard because I, I wouldn't have a print master. I'm not that famous. Well, not yet, I guess. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, at least I don't have a print master. That's, that's the thing. And I don't need one because now I can use Luminar for those fun things and uh, just use it to... Uh, To where it needs to be added. I'm not gonna be adding this on every single photo. It's just not the purpose of that. Yeah Um, But you know, if it's gray overcast like it is today in Toronto Well, I don't think anymore that I cannot go out and take pictures now. It's actually for me. It's like, oh, I know what I can do Yeah, Uh, I'm actually being more proactive photographer because of that.
0: Well, let's switch gears a little bit I want to talk about that and go down that path. So the idea of there's two camps, and there, I think there'll always be two camps in photography. Where there's the the camp of people that that enjoy taking the photographer and getting it right in camera, and you know doing minimal tweaks later, even cropping. You know you shouldn't even have to crop later. You should see the shot in the frame and get it. And then there's the other people that I fall into the the category of that look at uh, the, the, the shots that you're taking as components to a final execution of whatever you're building. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're building blocks or like Ansel Adams said, it's the score, and you, as the photographer, are the performer that's performing the notes. Like, like how how do you feel about that? Like, you know, I know, obviously, I'm, you know, you you work at Skyloom, so you're gonna fall into the second category. But how do you feel about the people that are that are purists? Quote purists yeah. that say that you know, if you don't shoot in manual and you don't get it right in the camera and you don't nail the exposure like you're shooting slide film, then you're not a real
1: photographer. Well, do what it makes you happy. <laughs> exactly. That's like the how 60s, exactly? right? <laughs> yeah, but, but here, here's the thing. I knew one very amazing fashion photographer, and that photographer had no idea how the settings work, had no idea how the camera worked. And so that photographer, not gonna name, uh, uh, you know, or even like try for you to try to guess, but um, that photographer had an assistant that would set everything. And so uh, that photographer would just go and take the shot.
0: Yeah, Uh, you go in and press the button. Yeah, Andy Leibowitz was like that, right, or is like that, where you know you got a crew around you. They go in, get everything set up, and you go in, and you know your star power is part of the the gig. You know, you show up and click not to not to you know diminish anything annie Leibowitz does obviously she's amazing but you know at the same time she has an entourage of people that help her get stuff done and she goes in and she's not setting up lights for the most part and doing all that grunt work there are people that help her out with that
1: yeah yeah and and you know everyone is professional like you cannot claim to make uh a movie there are so many people involved in making a movie hundreds of people and uh uh, so easy to make mistakes and to make, you know, a terrible movie. Like uh, there's a recent movie Cats. <laughs> yeah, I which I haven't seen yet. That. <laughs> that might be a great example. I haven't watched it. I only need to uh, see it on uh, comedy shows and realize that that's all I need to know about this movie. Uh, <laughs> but there's movies like that, you know, where uh, it, it's, a, it's a work of many people and so is photography, like if you're taking a landscape a landscape photo, well, sure, you can do it by yourself, uh, you also need a bit of nature to, to cooperate, so you have to be patient, uh, but if you're dealing with anything to do with other people, you know, like architecture photography, well, somebody put this together you know like brick by brick and they had to make it look nice and there's an architect and there is a, a client and so many other things or if it's a, a portrait then it's of course the other person how you communicate with that person so it's never uh, it's almost never like a single person's uh, work and if somebody is single-mindedly like want to do the project by themselves well so be it you know they are uh, it's the, it might be their style uh, but I think it's a minority overall. Uh, I think a lot more uh, people in photography are interacting with the world that were was made by uh, by other people or by nature in that case.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, everything is changing. Like I said, something some things are changing for the better. Some things are, you know, not necessarily and just positive.
1: Remind, uh, just to remind the purists that the camera doesn't see color. That's it's right. just. It's it sees on grayscale, so your photos are not even that pure anymore. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a who is
0: this I had a, a conversation with um with a photographer, while I was working at Adobe, I think it was like ten years ago, and we were talking about this topic and purists versus digital manipulation. I think um, one of the evangelists from Adobe was there, Russell Brown. He was there, and I think it was Stephen Johnson was a photographer. But we were talking about Stephen was on the, the the side of the coin that said, you know, he's a purist and. If you don't, if you don't shoot and get it right in camera, of course we should all be shooting to get it right in camera. But if you don't get it right in camera, then that's you know you should be always aiming for that. And Russell was on the side of digital manipulation, and all pixels were born to be punished. You know, do whatever the hell you want if it's if it leads to the final result that you want. Yeah. I mean, think the end of that is, like you said, Ev, it's, it's like whatever makes you happy. Right, whatever 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 floats your boat. If you like flogging yourself, <laughs> then, then do it. I'm glad we agree on that. You're all right. Cheating. All right, wait, 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 wait. You got to wait for me. Wait for me. Wait, wait. Hold on. Then I'm gonna refuel. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you got to refuel. Got to refuel. Refuel the tank. And I'm cheating by the way cuz I'm only I'm I'm yeah, putting less put it, and less that, that's what this. Less and less in the glass right there.
1: Yeah. Mine is getting a bit fuzzy with with the ice. Oh well, shit.
0: You're from the region that makes this stuff, so yeah, that's the only thing to survive. Um, yeah, disinfectant. You're making me drink my disinfectant, man. Come on, <laughs> it disinfects the inside too. There you go, inside out, inside out. Well, before we pass out and let's let's start wrapping this up. What is uh, what's on the uh, horizon for you and for Skyloom and for growth for the company? What what would you like? Where would you like the company be from a growth perspective? And let's say we're in twenty twenty now, and say twenty twenty one, twenty twenty
1: two. Oh, that's that's a very loaded question. Actually, um, there is um, a clear understanding where the company stands now. Yeah, um, we are all behind Luminar. So that's a flagship product. There's a lot of work, Uh, more than half of the company are engineers, Uh, so uh, it's very heavy on the technical side. Um, And it requires a lot of, uh, like it's been a bit of a kind of like uh, a pretty difficult path. You know, like uh, I started with Luminar 2018 um i started uh with luminar when i joined the company so that's uh that's one of the things that happened for me that i had to um you know start with the company then start seeing the potential of the product Mm -hmm. Uh, like after talking with with my boss and stuff like that uh with alex uh, that was on your show uh before that yeah (laughs) that's how i sneaked into this show is to promise to drink (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in, in real, in real Next time. time Alex comes on, he's drinking vodka. Just say it. That's it. Well, he has to drink double then. You know, now yeah. we're like now everybody starts at at the previous guest level. Exactly, it's a tradition. It's a tradition now. We got to make it happen. Right, and and so for the future, a lot of the technologies that's going to be developed uh, are going to be AI centric so any tedious tasks anything that people have been doing for a while uh by you know manually for example as, as you might imagine ai can probably automate and what we're seeing is that you know with with initial set of technologies uh like take the portrait uh, tools in luminar initial release that we got probably worked for like 80 or 90 percent of photos and and that's that's totally fine like we you know our goal is to push it forward our goal is to make it as best as possible but also we're not going to wait until it's 99 percent perfect yeah. What's happening is that a few months later, we followed up with a 4.2 release, and now it recognizes a lot more faces. You know, with uh, half face closed, with uh, like hands in front of face, with uh, different uh, like whether the face is to the side, whether the face is uh, at angle, whether it's a very t- uh, tiny face as a, a overall picture so now it works with like 95 maybe 97 percent of all photos and we're not stopping there like we're getting the edge cases uh and improving that and so eventually by by the time others will realize it will work in like 99 percent of the cases it might take another six months it might take another 12 months i'm not sure um but what's going to happen is that it will become the norm like when you look at the tools and it's not like uh, it's not named for robots. It's not named like on sharp mask or frequency separation. Like, how am I supposed to know what frequency separation is? Yeah. So instead of this, it's going to be called. Hey, just want to make uh, you know like face light, or I want to make uh, improve the eyebrows, or I want to make the, uh, the you know um, uh, what is it like raccoon eyes disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that will become the norm. Like nobody needs to do the masking. Nobody needs to do the uh, like selection or cleaning or all these weird things that we just did because that was the way to do. But Uh, is that
0: the future, though? Is that is that do you see that? And I agree with that. I agree that abstracting all that complexity and technical crap out of the way. To, to To make realizing what your vision is, that's the way to go, obviously, and making it more approachable to more people versus just people who understand frequency separation and, sure. you know, unsharp mask and paths and all this stuff. You know, yeah, let's let's make it more accessible, powerful, but yet more accessible to many more people. But how do you see that splitting out in the future from a professional standpoint and a consumer or an even, even an advanced amateur standpoint? You see... Like professionals still building 35 layers in Photoshop with different layers for different things, or do you see those professionals moving over to a tool like Luminar and still getting what they want done, but being able to have more fun with it? What, what's what's the uh, the end game there?
1: Well, a lot of photographers uh, have been forced to do the tools that are uh, available for them. Because Mm -hmm. if not for the, um, you know, the industry standards, there's nothing else. Like, there's nowhere to go. And so uh, what I see this is that it empowers a lot more people to take it, uh, to take photography, not necessarily photography, but just like creation of images. And that's why we have giraffes in the latest update. That's why we have like moon and other objects, because not everybody needs a realistic result. Uh, not everybody wants a realistic result. Somebody might be making an image for their uh, album for, you know, their um, their new Twitch channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we're all in online world. Like, I was thinking about the CD, CD and I realized that nobody's making CDs anymore. <laughs> uh, but, like, for their Spotify, right? Like, doesn't matter what it is. If, if somebody is a musician, they will not go and learn photoshop just to put a moon in 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 like an image of of their choice yeah Uh, they'll take an image from a free photo stock they'll download it they'll just change the sky from like day to night and they'll put a moon and they're like oh this is exactly what i want why do we have to force to teach them uh like hours and hours to learn the program just to make uh this happen when they're not actually in the business of uh, making those images uh, and and I think it's just gonna release so much potential in people because uh, uh, it, you know it's it's just uh, we like I personally want a lot more creative concepts to appear, and a lot more creative concepts are are dying because people cannot edit them properly. You know, it's a great concept, but it's not fully transformed because the tools are too complex. Yeah. Uh, Like, somebody might take an amazing, amazingly creative shot uh, with the phone or with an entry-level camera and and they may not have the power to, like, do the frequency separation for their portrait, for example. And so, but the concept is amazing. Uh, Like, I see so many uh, uh, teenagers or early uh, 20s, uh, like, people who are super creative i'm like already a very old man compared to those folks (laughs) and i love the stuff that they're doing and they're not going to be like they're already like past this generation of like learning all this stuff because they just want to go out and create uh for them there's no much difference between video and audio or uh or, or like video photo audio like all of these mediums are combined together It doesn't really matter like live stream or or a podcast like all of these things are so interchangeable and so we just want to help them uh, uh, like complete those projects complete those uh, visions that they have and uh, share it with the world so uh, it's kind of funny because uh, like a lot yeah of of course a lot of old uh, uh, older generation are you know they're like hey we always done it this way
0: right like, yeah it's this is the way it's always been done so yeah, you know yeah. anything else anything different is cheating or not pure
1: exactly but like photography has been changing you know for the last what 160 170 years uh and nobody would want to go except really weird few people <laughs> To the photography of 150, 160 years ago. So they're just advocating to go back where their prime time was. Uh, Like, oh, I've been a a prime time digital photographer. Well, yeah, you started in 2000s. So of course you're in digital. But then people who are older, they're like, well, film is not dead. Uh, So kind of like everybody's trying to say that their years when they were in their prime, then when they did their best work are the best but digital artists of today are gonna be doing the same when new holograms or whatever comes along in years I'd be like, well, remember Luminar? That was the uh, that was the real photography. That was for purists. And <laughs> this with holograms and 4D interdimensional, you know, whatever, is completely, you know, too new for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cheating. Yeah, doing this 4D interdimensional imaging—that's that's that's, that's yeah. not real go photography. Go the go real go photography go. was back. At, you remember way back when in 2020 we were using Luminar. That was the real
1: stuff. right? Yeah, that was for tourists and not yeah, for... Yeah. So it's always going to go... Uh, the conversation is endless. Uh, I think you can have unlimited number of guests on the show and it's going to uh, sound exactly the same. Uh, you will interview y- younger folks, they'll tell you one thing. You'll interview older folks, they'll tell you the same thing, but for uh, for their generation. Um, we know that we need to move forward. We know that we have the power to harness AI. Um and it's not the creepy AI that some companies do, it's actually like very simple, very uh, visible, very positive and emotional AI, so to say, yeah. like, you know, editing, skiing or making people look better. Hey, it's like, you know, not sharing any information to, you, uh, you know, pinging back, uh, the base home and stuff like that. It's just making stuff better for most people. Yeah. Uh, if I print a photo of myself which I probably will never do yeah. I want it to look slightly better than I look in real life you know yeah yeah uh, I think it's yeah. safe for everybody else except you Frederick because you're perfect
0: Well you know you know I <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an Android boy so. <laughs> no you know it's yeah it's interesting it's the whole thing about this field that we're in. Um, both from a software side, from a camera side, from an artistic side. It's all subjective. It's 100% subjective. There are no right answers. There are no wrong answers. And like you said, it was very prophetic what you said about, hey, whatever makes you happy. If you like the 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 process of let's say building a ship in a bottle you know every day after work and you like the how hard it is and how meticulous it is and time consuming <clears throat> and that's that provides you with some sort of catharsis then by all means do that you know if you like shooting on manual because it challenges you and you like thinking about the light that's entering the camera and you know you want to you want to sort of obsess about that or if you're the photographer that doesn't care about any of that and instead wants to realize this vision that you have in your head by the path of least resistance to get there then that's right too so there's there's no right answer in any of this and anybody that tells you differently is full of it right cuz it's it's all art in the end for sure Yeah, so cool. So if people want to connect with you, Yevgeny, because you're a photographer in your own right, you travel the world, you're shooting amazing shots all over the place all the time. What's the best way to to reach out and connect with you and maybe dialogue with you?
1: Oh, that's a good question because it's changing. Uh, I think uh, foreign PX would still be a great way. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's farldpx.com/slash/my last name Tchibotrov T C H E B O T A R E D. That's <laughs> easy. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I made sure that nobody else takes that.
0: Well, uh, before before we continue, thank you for the reminder. Before we continue, so people that have been following this weekend photo for a while may know that you've been on the show a number of times. You've been. I think the first time you were on the show, correct me if I'm wrong, was you were, you were the, and still are the co founder of 500px. So you helped build the company, helped launch the company. You guys had offices in San Francisco and other places around the world. And then you sort of divested of that, that world. There's been some questions about, 500px and where the company is now should people put their images there etc give us the real deal now that you're out of 500px and with skyloom and driving the wagon over there what's the deal with 500px should people be going over there are you happy with them or what, what's the uh what's the uh, the uh, diagnosis of 500px
1: Oh, well, that's basically a million dollar question right
0: yes literally right <laughs> literally yeah
1: <laughs> well Ph uh, pX is still a great place to to, to have your images uh, on it it has the audience uh, it has the um, people scouting for images so uh, for professionals like if anyone ho- wants to advance their career I think foreign pX is essential uh, to post their photos um, I think of course for many others uh, Instagram over took by long shot I mean like by now it's probably everyone has an instagram account um and and so uh becomes a place or still you know is a place where you you would put your best works you would uh you know put the works that you would uh, be okay to share with an audience like in a nice evening kind of like you know if you're dressing up and you're like hey this is my photos uh that would be a nice place like a gallery setting kind of stuff um, in terms of kind of like things that uh, Firenpx did or didn't do, um, of course I have my a lot of my own thoughts as to how the company uh, should have developed. Um, like one of those I w- was very sad when, uh, there that, that was actually both things b- after my time at Firenpx. Um, uh, classes got started and cancelled at 4 uh I think around 2016 or 2017 and now would be like a perfect time for that you know like uh, uh, with, with, the, uh, with the virus and crisis and just like in general I think frankly we have 7.7 uh, 7 billion people on the planet and nobody wants to be less smart or know less uh, tomorrow than they know today So education is critical for photographers, it's critical for everyone. And so having classes, having some sort of like uh, learning environment uh, and engaging community even a lot more, uh, using the same photographers, the same community to educate others, I think that was a big missed opportunity uh, in my personal opinion, for example. Um, But yeah, I, I still use it from time to time. Um, I don't get as much sales as I used to in the past. Uh, I don't upload as much as I used to in the past. I still do from time to time. Um, I stopped uploading to my Instagram, actually, a lot as well. Uh, And partially that's because uh, when I was in Japan back in January, my camera broke. Oh. And uh, I left my camera for repair in Tokyo, knowing that I'll be back in a few weeks. And I haven't been back since Uh and it's uh, now stuck in repairs and the repair center is closed because of the virus And so I have no camera (laughs) Oh, Just your phone, right? (laughs) Yeah So my story is a bit different but uh partially that I don't upload is because I don't have uh, a camera So it's a perfect time to dive deep in luminar Uh and get some old shots and re-edit those.
0: Yeah. No. Wow. Sorry to hear that. I I um Recently purchased this guy. Look at that! Wait, that? wait, wait! Uh, I just got it last week.
1: Lumix S1. That's the full frame one. Yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> all right. That's- That's the full, for the, I'm joining the world. You know me as the Micro Four Thirds guy. So now I'm I'm joining the world of full frame, or I have joined the world of full frame. So we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, all right, we have to uh, we got to wrap this up, but uh, before we do that
1: we have to uh we got to do one more that's right
0: yeah, okay. are you ready you ready for this
1: well i need to i need to <laughs> to make sure are you blurry okay
0: well no i wasn't now that's that's the, that's the alcohol right there see that's you cheers. right there
1: let's make it a great tradition to start and end shows like this cheers
0: oh it's kidding that's it. This day's over. <laughs> no, more, no more. No more. online for me today. Everything is offline. <laughs> well, cool. You've getting your butter off, man. Thank you for coming on, I, I appreciate you. You gotta come on more and more in the future. Congratulations on all you're doing as the, the chief growth officer at Skyloom. Growth has been based on what Alex told me and what you told me offline, growth has been sort of as you want to see up into the right. Right. So it's, you know, it's growing over there. So that's where you want to be. Um, The last question I want to throw at you before we end this is um, what keeps you up at night in terms of business? You know, obviously the virus keeps us all up at (laughs) night, but, but in terms of like the overall business of Skyloom, like who, what competitor keeps you up at, up at night? What is the, uh, what's, what's the one thing that you're, you're worried about?
1: oh my uh well definitely like as you mentioned virus it's yeah it's yeah. like i'm not getting any good sleep for the last like two weeks or so yeah vodka um, will help vodka help and that partially because of my travel because i've been to all the zones that um got hit early like um uh, mm. living in taiwan uh mm. living in japan so uh, that kind of like hit pretty close uh for me and in terms of business th- i mean um, the key for us is just have great partners. Um, that's part of my job is, is to convince uh, companies that um, they can benefit Im- immensely by working with uh, Skylum, working with Luminar. Um, I think what we have going for us is that we're super flexible. Uh, we're a small, like small-ish team, uh, but we can make decisions pretty fast. We can move, um uh, fast and so now is the time uh what i'm trying to uh affect is that big companies need to move fast too uh the world is changing and a lot of companies are moving like nothing has happened um uh, and you know they might not emerge from that so kind of like for me is is as simple as like what kind of words do i choose uh what kind of message do i try to convey To get them on board, because it's going to be a great benefit uh, for us as a company, of course, uh, but it's going to be also a great benefit to all the members of those companies to all the uh, consumers that bought that brand or like want to work or or, like want to um, uh, communicate or uh, be close with that brand. So Uh, that is is kind of like a key and then like making sure that it happens so that the team remembers that this is a high priority, that all the months and weeks that we put together to uh, have those conversations, you know, to get to the right people, to get to the right, uh, you know, to get the right mindset, to put the contracts together, that this is not just a trivial thing that we have responsibility in front of the partner to deliver. And so, yeah, that's something that keeps me up at night as well. Yeah, well, it keeps you up. That's a good thing, though, right? I mean, from what I
0: know of you, you are ambitious and forward thinking and you want to build something that wasn't here yesterday today. So it's. Those those kinds of challenges, I think people like you are you engage on those to you know sort of push it forward. If you didn't have that challenge, you you'd be sitting in your apartment on quarantine, sort of, <laughs> sort of going crazy right now, right? But you're not. You have things to think about and and important things to build for the rest of us. So you know? I can
1: do those in parallel, though. I can still go crazy in my apartment <laughs> and build good things. Yeah. Hey, you got the
0: internet. You probably have an Xbox or a PlayStation in there. You you're good yeah you're, you know you're good for at least another month or so and then you'll go crazy so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right you've getting your brother off man thank you so much for coming on i appreciate you thanks for having me all right cheers man take care this is twitter